Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas, and I am joined this evening by the one, the only, Frank in Austin. How are you doing, Frank? Hey, Brian. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing dandy. I am enjoying this nice um, dual person, like duality of man weather that we're having right now. Um, it was like <laughs> 30 degrees this morning and 65 this afternoon. It's that time of year. Is helpful for everybody. Yeah. So... I'll, uh, I'll be I'll be honest. I I don't want to jinx us, but we might have had our last freeze of the season last night. Bitch, which would be nice it's gonna fucking snow in April now. You know that, right? Like, no, it's <laughs> not. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, I I know a lot of people north of like Waco can't relate to this, but south of Waco, things have been growing quite nicely this spring, and. A freeze really put a damper on some people's plants if they didn't cover them last night. So that that whole preparation shtick takes so fucking long. I was uh, I had planned on doing my yard this weekend, doing the initial cut, and then putting down the weed and feed, getting down some organics to try to yeah. help help our grass grow while killing some of the weeds. And I shit you not, after I got everything laid out and I got my schedule made for Sunday afternoon work. It fucking rained and dropped down to 45 degrees. Oh, boy. <laughs> All in Sunday afternoon. I was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> there goes that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't fucking do this now. So, Yeah. I I was fortunate. Sunday here was beautiful. And I did get the, the backyard completely done. The front yard, we can talk about. We talked about the utility line and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So not much on the front yard at the moment. But the backyard... <clears throat> The backyard's looking good. It's it's that time of year where like in a week everything turns green, mm-hmm. you know? So we've had, yeah, aside from the freeze last night, everything's been looking on the up and up down here. I got some wise, really so nice. giant weeds that got real green over this week. So <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. No, I pulled <laughs> really out. Good. So the wife and I went in the backyard and she goes, why don't you just spray them? And I go, well, you can spray them, but you're just going to have this fucking lettuce stalk in your backyard. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have to pull them. And crabgrass is the fucking worst. Yeah. Okay. It it ah oh, it comes out in big clumps. Well, and it'll take a bunch of fucking dirt with it. It sucks. Well, at least I look at it this way that whenever I pull my weeds out this time of year, that's what I call air. That's how I aerate my yard. It's just aerate. That's how you that aerate it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I saw you take a sip of something uh, nice and hazy. What are you drinking this evening, Frank? Well, okay. So you know already, not only based on my last shipment, many many reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Which brewing company is this going to be? Anchorage from? Brewing, the best brewery. One hundred percent. This side of fucking Anchorage Brewing. I don't know of better hazy IPA breweries yeah. other than like other half and Treehouse, but this is pretty damn close. Um, I'm drinking their Shapeshift Black, and also yeah, the best part about Anchorage, there's only like two hundred thousand people that live there. So this shit all gets exported. <laughs> like they need to sell to a wider market. Um, so you can normally get your hands on it. Wait, it's called Shapeshifter Black. So it's called Shapeshift Black. It's a triple IPA. Okay. 
Um, and I don't know if you can see it. It's just a little bit more amber than mm-hmm. a normal hazy. It, Frank is using the term amber. I would use the term muddy because it is not amber in color. It is very, it's a murky gold. It's a murky orange, then more so than a murky yellow. I well, guess you, you are also holding it up in front of your black shirt with orange stripes down it. Oklahoma State. Okay, well, orange, I can close so. the orange stripe. Yeah, there you go. That's okay. It's a little, I can see where you're getting the orange from. So in, in any case, it's, it's very good. Irregardless. Um, never, it's any good. Irregardless, um, it 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 is very tasty. I've like I've said before, and we'll probably say a lot till the day you die. I've never had a bad IPA from Anchorage. I did I did have a Kolsch from them the other day. It's good, but you know how you instantly know a brewery doesn't often make a lighter style when mm-hmm. it's a little foamy. <laughs> uh. That. It's a little overcarbonated, uh, so it's it's not a yeah. It's just not their normal style, but their IPAs out of this world always worth a buy. I ran into a bit of an well. Hold on, I'll I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I'll get into that. So okay. I too am drinking a hazy IPA. I took a stop at lunch today because um, I got on the old Instagram and I was looking and Trillium. I was like, well, let's see. I was like, uh, Manhattan Project has been open for a while now, Ooh. like their actual brewery. I was like, let me see what hours they're available. So maybe I'll stop by, maybe after work on Friday. I usually get off a little early on Friday. I'll stop by. Learned that Manhattan Project's new tap room and brewery uh, is open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every fucking day, except for wow. Sunday uh, and on Friday. They serve, they serve food? So yeah, they, they actually do coffee, like really nice coffee drinks that all look V professional, <laughs> V Instagram worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then their like beer to go and tap room is open those same hours. Awesome. So I stopped by today at my on my lunch break and I picked up a four pack of 16 ounce cans. This is their new hazy IPA called Particles Collide. Ooh. So tall boy, big fan of that four pack. I was expecting like, Oh, see, I'm used to getting bent over the table by celestial whenever I stopped by there. Mm-hmm. So wasn't looking forward to this one. Checked out. Take a guess how much a four pack of our dear friends at Manhattan project are selling okay, this beer. For. So celestial was 18 bucks. That was the low end of the four packs were all yeah. 18 bucks. Yeah. They were 18 to 22. So yeah. I would say, Fifteen. So I will tell you this with a very generous, t- a very generous tip. I was out of there for fifteen dollars. Really? And wow! So it was like eleven, twelve bucks a four pack. Yes. Damn. And this that's beer. A good price. When I, I, when I'm telling you, like, because that's a six pack. It's tall boys. No, it's a four pack. Four pack, sixteen ounce cans. But sure, but in true, in, in yeah, it's beer it's talk. It's kind of like six pack. Yeah. Uh, Frank, when I tell you. This might be the best hazy IPA I've had out of Texas. I'm not shitting you. It's even better than uh, Dups. Yes, in my opinion. Okay. Well, in my like, yes, I'll say I'll go ahead and say okay. it for the to move the needle. Yes, this beer's got that like delicate balance of really soft round hops, but also having legitimate bitterness to the beer. I don't know if they intended on it that way, but that's what I'm picking up. And it could honestly just be how dry the beer finishes that it's giving me the perceived bitterness, but it gives a fucking 
I'm going to say the B word. It gives balance to the beer that makes it really, oh, really important, really enjoyable to drink, which is yeah. huge. And especially for a beer that is, they say they're describing this as their small batch uh, or their hazy IPA small batch series. Um, if this is a limited release beer that they're not doing year round and they manage to get the cost down that low per, per four pack, bring it on all day. So this is the particles, particles collide alpha. So I'm assuming they're going to have, you know, throughout Beta, the line. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, can you, uh, just side piece, pick me up a I'll can see, of it or something. I'll, I'll see what I can do because uh, the other cool thing is they're at their tap room. They have beers that you can't find other places in DFW. Mm. So this is, this is one of them to my, to my knowledge. I, it's probably on tap, maybe on tap someplace, but four pack cans, the only place I've seen it was. That's probably super limited. Yeah. Um, they also have Bikini Atoll, which is their really good Goza, but they have the Raspberry Bikini Atoll, which whew, I kind of want to go back and try. So maybe I'll give I just you a reason can't, to swing I can't by. do the fruit added beers, man. Well, you can't do Gozas anyway because they're sour and give you I heartburn can't, immediately. Sour is not get heartburn, but yeah. no, but any any fruit added beer, like I just I have a very I don't know. It's pretty easy for me to discern if the if the fruit that was added was like dry or from concentrate or I I don't know why like I, it just puts me off if it's if it doesn't taste the way I think it should taste. I think <laughs> I think a lot of that because I I'm kind of the same way like I can taste I'm like oh, you used brewer's fruit rather than actually going and getting real fruit like because yeah. brewers typically use dried out fruits or extracts that give the same flavors and sometimes you can pick them apart. I will say this. I feel like if breweries would not put that on the label, they would help themselves out a lot. Like, I feel like a lot of brewers throw in fruit on the label. Um, not necessarily like what we're talking about with gozas or sours, because those legitimately help, uh, back sweeten the beer essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, if you tell me like, Oh, this is a grapefruit IPA. Like, just let me fucking drink it and decide if it's like, if I pick up too much grapefruit in there, because one, I'm not going to buy it because it's a grapefruit IPA. I hate grapefruit. Uh, but two, like people like you who go in and tasting it and they're like, it's not real grapefruit, is it? I mean, mm -hmm. you just like put some, you put some, uh, fucking grapefruit juice in there. I was trying to think of a grapefruit juice brand and I realized I got nothing on that. I guess like minute, minute made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a good one to go with. <laughs> it was like simply grapefruit is simply grapefruit one. That is the thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, you just poured a bottle of simply grapefruit in this keg and just called it done. Like the fuck out of here. Hate that shit. But that's, I mean, I, I agree. It's, it's, if they, if they went, cause in Europe they go more like shandy, you right? Know, like it's a blend of those whenever things. they add something to it, it's a shandy. Most of the time it's fruit juice, but that I think if they, if they went through that shandy discussion instead of through the like pitched raspberry goza or whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah. To your point, I, personally don't really like raspberries first off second it's not going to make me buy the beer no <laughs> it's not i a lot of breweries tend to throw that fruit variant on there because they know they can get an extra skew on the shelf or they can get an extra ring at the at the register which i'm not a, really a fan of just give me your best shit don't give me some offshoot variants that are just gonna get yeah. some hype to you uh but at the same time i'm a big fan of raspberry one of my favorite beers i've made was a Brown Saison with raspberries added. Yeah. This was basically Brian saving a shitty educational batch of beer that some coworkers tried to throw together. 
they're like, yeah, we're going to throw in this yeast strain. I'm like, well, that's going to take six years for that beer to come out. So we're not going to do that. (laughs) And I made something that tasted good. So I'm just going to go with that. Well, I mean, that's awesome. That's the one you, you almost went to. No, this one, this one, there are so few bottles made that I literally just shared it with the, the, team members that uh, the people okay. on my team the one that i almost went to the ballast point homebrew like uh with their version of the long shot uh, basically where you get to go out and brew a pilot batch and production batch of your beer mm-hmm. that was my wit beer oh, okay got it got it um yeah so um speaking of ballast point i have not seen them around uh did they pull out of texas no they're just not in I, I don't know. Sucking on a straw, by the Whatever way. Whatever it is, I can hear it, and it's gross. It oh, sounds sorry. disgusting. <laughs> sorry, uh, it's okay. I mean, it, I'm also the same person who hates the. Yeah, that. Nah. Oh my god, NPR is the worst at that. Well, I, this is all things considered on NPR. You can hear the saliva <laughs> sticking to their tongue and roof of their mouth. Anyway, that's what you sounded like when you were chewing on whatever it was you were chewing on. Oh, fair enough. Um, but I mean, that's literally like just drink some water and that won't happen to you. Just stop. <laughs> uh, your question about ballast point that actually came up this week in just discussion with friends. I don't know. I know ballast point was available. They haven't announced anything. They're not coming. They're not coming to Texas or you know remaining in Texas. I know that under new management, they were going to cut back on the number of SKUs they sent out nationwide, but I don't know. I really don't I, I have not seen them around. Uh, listeners, uh, feel free to reach out to us at NoBeerLeftCast on Instagram. Slide in them DMs and let us know what you've heard. All that hot goss about Ballast Point. Let us know. That's right. The hotter, the better. No, oh, please. Like, if it's not a steaming pile of goss, I don't want to open up my DMs. Right. Maybe the new owner's daughter is hot. I don't know. Like, you know, just give us, give us, give us the heat. I'm going to be honest. The uh, people who bought it were just a couple dude bros who liked gambling. I feel oh, like. Fair enough. Maybe they have hot wives. I don't know. Like, you know, give us, give us, give us the good gossip on ballast. You don't know really what? Care where the beer's at. If you <laughs> so think, <much. laughs> if you have any, any uh, thoughts on the hotness of the people involved, keep that shit to yourself. I really don't want to hear about it. I just really care about sculpin and getting Aloha sculpin back in this fucking state. <laughs> Is that the pineapple one? No, Aloha Sculpin. Wait, was Aloha Sculpin? I'm pretty I think sure. It is. No, I'm pretty sure Aloha Sculpin was the one that was made with a wild yeast strain, and it was fun and funky. I don't no, think did, they but made. But they a had pineapple. a pineapple Sculpin. They I mean, did. if they did, it was in the Sculpin variety pack of 2015. Oh boy! And it was like, oh, you want to? I think it might have been there. No, no, it does. Aloha is is mango, pineapple, and juice, guava juice, and it's. Uh, Brooks Trois yeast. Yeah, Brooks. Yeah, that's the the wild yeast. No. Okay. Um, I know they did have a pineapple version of the Sculpin. I think it came out in their first variety pack that they released. And I shit you not, they had the the ball sack on them to come out with a twelve pack variety pack for drum roll please twenty two dollars when it first released for twelve beers, which. Sure. I mean, I guess that's technically a deal. If you got two six packs of Sculpin, that would be like $30 or $32 at the time. But, yeah, but still. this is all experimental beer. I, I mean, honestly, I, there's, there, I can count the number of beers on one hand that, from Ballast Point that I've been like, mm, none for me, thanks. One of them being that orange creamsicle beer that we tried. Oh, on boy, that the, thing was disgusting. Like second anniversary cast or maybe in the first anniversary cast. 
I still remember that. It was fucking disastrous. It had to have been the second anniversary cast because you were here in my brew room in your yeah. Mickey Mouse PJs for that some was the reason. Second one. Yeah. The first one was up in Broken Arrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the first one, I was still living in my old rental house. Oh. I think. I don't remember. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. I'll say know. that was a bad beer. It was terrible. Right. I remember drinking it and just being like, oh, this tastes like I fucking swallowed a bottle of perfume. I think we both spit it out into my piss bucket and then poured the rest out. <laughs> it was terrible. It was not good. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's up there with the worst beers we've ever tasted on this cast. Uh, creme brulee. I still, I still think creme brulee was the worst. Creme brulee was terrible, but I, I, Orange Fathom, I think it was Orange orange Vanilla Fathom is what it was. It was fucking, that was the worst for me. Dude, I will never forget the the moment we tasted that creme brulee and it <laughs> tasted like you put potpourri in your mouth <laughs> it is and that was still i don't even know if they still make it well it's not in texas i can tell you that because southern tier one, is not in texas 150 percent the worst beer i've ever tasted um, not exaggerating well and see okay so also what was fun about that that tasting that night was that you you and I at least had the same beer. I think that was the night that y'all were in Broken Arrow, though, because I'm pretty sure. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. It was Creme a brulee. Night. I ate, I drank here in the garage. Whatever and it was, I had one little bit of it, and then threw it out. I had the creme brulee the same night because I remember mm-hmm. we both had the same beer the same night, and that was like one of the last times that we went out and deliberately found the same beer to taste. At the same we should time, do, we should do that every once in a while more often. I feel like it's nice. It gives like a, a palate reset to everybody. We can all understand what, what terms we're using uh, when we describe these beers. And it's almost as though we're like trying, which would be good. Ah, yeah, now that you bring that up, I get tired. Like my back hurts a little bit. I don't like, I don't, I don't know if I care about that that much. Uh, you talked about a heady, uh, very overcarbonated beer earlier, right? Yeah, the, I, I had a Kolsch from, uh, Anchorage the other night that was way, way over. So let me tell you about an experience that I had over the weekend. So over the weekend, I decided to uh, do some garage cleaning. Um, when we first moved into this house, my father-in-law gave us an entire house worths of uh, uh, two-inch faux wood blinds for our house. Wow. Um, uh, very. But you already fun. had blinds. Yes. That was, that was where I was going with it. Like, unfortunately... We'd already bought blinds for every window in the house. And also, um, none of those w- uh, blinds fit any of the windows we had in this house. They were just not even... You had to get them recut anyway. No, 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 no. Not even recut. Because I I cut the blinds that I have in my house now. Like, I've measured them out and, and did all the cutting on them. Not even that, Frank. These shits were, like, wrong sizes. Like, wrong widths oh. wide and too short and too long. It was a whole fucking fiasco. But my father-in-law did the like the very nice thing of like, oh, I went ahead and dropped them off in your garage while you weren't home. Like, we didn't have to do any of that. You, I really <laughs> wish you had not done any of that. <laughs> we don't need any of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, for the last three years, those blinds have just been sitting in my garage, taking up space, until one of the family members built a new house and needed some blinds. And he was like, oh, I'll take them over to so you know Aunt So and So's house. I'm like. Pfft. Here you go. I'll load them up in your car right now. So I took the opportunity. I don't really know that you know what you're getting into. But here. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you know how windows work, but they're not all the same. Here you go. Enjoy. Nope. Uh, so while I was outside working, uh, I went ahead and decided to clean the garage, donated a bunch of stuff, got some stuff out of there. Um, actually realized that I hadn't donated some of the clothes that I 
uh, couldn't wear anymore. And then I realized we're still good. Some of the pants in particular still had the tags on them. And I realized, hey, I've lost enough weight. I can actually fit in these fucking things again. So undonated some stuff. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that was a win for me. Uh, but the big thing is I was drinking beer while I was out there having fun. And one of the beers that I had, I bought like a mixed six pack from Total. Having a good time, mixing things up. Got a couple of tups, the double dry hop and triple dry hop beers. Very, very good. And then I came across a beer by a brewery here in uh, Grapevine. Brewery is called Hop and Sting. I've had a run in with them before on one of their hazy IPAs. It was uh, Sans Haze. Uh, this beer is called Miracle Wheat with Blood Orange. Oh, boy. Uh, so I opened after that. Uh, What's that beer from Rogue? No, not Rogue. Rar. What? Oh, you're talking about Revolver, Blood and Honey? Revolver, Blood and Honey. Yeah, no, you would think that would be what they're they're honing in on, but I submit to you that they missed the mark. <laughs> quite, <laughs> and quite badly at that. Uh, here, I'm going to share my screen with you real quick because this is worth sharing. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 10 out of 10, bad time that I had here with the old Miracle oh. Wheat. That was a soft pour, and you can see it is. I'm gonna say nine tenths head. It's just you sent you sent that picture. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that sent is, it to the Instagram uh, like uh, stories. I forgot about that. Wow. It's it was a bad when it opened. It sounded like harking back to our original, you know, our old episodes of No Beer Left Behind. I had the Lechuza Stout. I had the Lechuza Stout from Four Corners with the old 360 can, and it went off. I opened it on the cast and it sounded like a gunshot in my house. Mm-hmm. It was similar to this one, uh, except as soon as I opened it, I just saw carbonation leaving. Kind of like what you're talking about with that Anchorage, or I think it was Anchorage a couple of weeks ago when you were like, you could tell it wasn't, it wasn't infected because it wasn't foaming out of the can, but there was just a lot of bubbles on the yeah. inside of the can. That's what happened here. And then I did the old soft pour down the side of the glass at a steep angle, trying not to, and it just... It's all but I, I bet that so here's here's the thing, right? How likely are you to buy more beer from them? Uh, it's been a while since I've had I've bought anything like but since the last you, round. Back to back bad experiences, right? months apart. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that's so frustrating about these small breweries. I know we've addressed it before, but it's like, guys, you don't need every style. You need three good beers. Yeah, and if you can do three things well. People will buy six things from you eventually. Right. Initially, if you can't do three things well and you're trying to do all this bullshit, I mean, they're they're in no world should your cans be exploding on shelves, which I'm sure those do. Uh, Um, Actually, so the issue with those is I don't think those cans are exploding because they don't. They actually filtered that beer, which is even wilder. Um, The cans explode typically when there's still yeast present in the beer, and those beers sit on hot shelves. That yeah, one was just over fucking carbonated, which when you over carbonate a can, I mean, if you drop that can, I'm sure it will pop. Well, yeah, I mean, most most cans will, but I mean, to your ex, to your ex, not, these cases are like moving, right? It's not, I, I even if they don't explode, mm-hmm. like when you get them home and they explode in your kitchen or <laughs> explode you know, in just, your glass. Well, I, the I, only reason I'm bringing that up, no and, one open a couple cases of every batch just to see what's going on here they (laughs) should i mean that's a good that's a good qc point that you're bringing up uh the reason i'm being particular about the exploding cans thing is because there are some really popular breweries in dallas fort worth that have been known to have cans explode on shelves or in like in people's homes let me take a guess deep ellum 
I no, they don't really do anything that's worth that, that okay. will explode. They just have beer that's not great. Anyway, worth uh, yeah, <laughs> the blonde bomb. I don't, I don't know. In in order to have beers explode on your shelves at home, they have to get to your home, and that's that's <laughs> kind of a prerequisite, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, they do have a badass graphic designer. I will give them that. They no. look at this can, Brian. Anchorage has a badass graphic designer. Yes, they do. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Deep Ellum, which the, those no, no, I nice. am, I am. They, 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 their stuff was pretty interesting when it came out. It's it's outdated now, but it's outdated, and I mean, it's when you say it's a different time, like when you're referring to misogynistic sayings and shit, you're like, yeah, that was a different time. What was it? The eighties, the sixties, the forties. That's it's not what I'm saying. 2013 goes down easy. Waka waka. Am I right, guys? They did. Okay. So there's a lot about that brewery to hate. Um, <laughs> Their beer. I was mainly talking about the drawings. I wasn't oh. talking about the naming mm. conventions. Or okay. Um, but the one, the one in Dallas that had it, that I'm so mad went away and I don't think even makes beer anymore, but they had the, um, the canoe beer. Oh, Noble Ray, Sex in a Canoe. Yeah, that was a great beer. That was a great brewery. So, yeah, they're another one that I feel like, I don't know, man. It's just some weirdness happened. There was a lot of mumblings money. and mutterings. It's money. It's uh, like they ran out of money. and Money and actions that shouldn't have taken place took place. But, okay, like, well, all those enough. things are, like, you know, you say it a little here, say it a little there. M2. Uh, M2. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the joke about when it's real. <laughs> no, no. No, I mean, if that's what happened, they're fuck them. I'm glad they're out of business. But it's like, not, I don't really. It's not a joke. To your point. To your point. <laughs> I'm like, chuckling at the fact that they're now reaping what they sowed. Fine. Fuck it. To your to your point, like collective closed down not too long ago, and I know you weren't the necessarily the biggest fan of collective because they no, did no, a lot of sour no, beers. Nope. No, no. I respected Collective. I just can't drink sour beer. Right. I mean, that's that's what I liked about them, but they were ones that maybe had some shelf life issues on beers that were sitting around, and they tasted very different than they did when they left the brewery, and they were ones to not really care about it. A uh, bit of a problem, but uh, they weren't blowing up, what I was getting at. what started this whole thing. And there are certain breweries, like, I don't know, I'll just go ahead and, while we're running down DFW beer, unfortunately, I find myself in this where I have to be truthful and honest, like Shannon Brewery. Fucking beers blew up on the shelves. Uh, they blew up out in people's <laughs> hands, really, when they pulled them out of coolers. Uh, our, my One of my more favorite breweries, you know, one of my higher rated breweries in DFW, Turning Point, has had beers blow up. Uh, but, I mean, those are all growth problems, I guess you should say, like new brewery problems. Yes, but they're all things that as a... Okay, so understanding intricacies, right? This is a recipe. This is much more like baking. Things go wrong. These are chemical reactions taking place Yeah, in a in a space where you can't even guarantee the ingredients you're using should do what they should do in the recipe you're making. Oh, okay? yeah, because they're living right. organisms in those, yeah, in a contained space. Yeast, dormant yeast, you've got more yeast strains that are, are, are <laughs> it, like even just go try to break bake bread and you'll figure out what brewers are doing. Like it, it is. You'll have an idea, but then, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, both of them are equally unique and, and very difficult to predict what's art. going to happen. It's an art form. Yeah. It's an art form. So 
knowing that, right, and respecting that is the first step to figuring it out one day, mm-hmm. right? Like, I understand if I'm going to go brew beer tomorrow, there are certain things that I just have no control over and I need to learn from and I need to understand which levers impact what I'm doing. Right. I feel as though some of these 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 breweries are so focused on the bottom line, which they should be, right? Their business. Don't, don't. Um, but they're so focused on it, they lose track of like what actually makes the brewery like the longevity of the brewery important, you know, like it's, and I've got to give two, two wheel down here in Buda a, a special rec or commendation on this because the guy that originally was the head brewer there was the owner and he figured out he, he just didn't have the, the skill set quite yet to make beer consistently taste good. Right. And be, uh, cannibal and you know like be a consistent product on the shelf cannibal not eating other people i know what you meant yeah yes yeah yeah. (laughs) so be be able to be packaged so um so he brought in a brewer that has been doing this for a while and and now they're consistent and they're good and yeah well i mean and what i should the i mean you're absolutely right and it should be noted that the people we're talking about who do not have these qualities who are use a very short sighted when it comes to product quality and don't, you know, they are, they're lacking in a lot of these ways or have product that blow up on the shelves. Like these are, those breweries are not the norm. No, they're not. Um, and the, when you find them, that's the reason we're having this discussion is because you found this one brewery now twice, mm-hmm. with a similar issue. Yeah. Why would you go back? Like, it's just like, yeah, there's no reason to, and this is not where I'm going to spend it. Well, you know, and there's like really frustrating. Maybe, maybe they will brew good beer, but they're not doing it right now and they're losing customers because of it. Well, and it, what's even more important, this is something we've harped on from the get go. Like there is good beer to be bought right next to that bad beer. And like, whether that beer is sold by a local brewery, like Manhattan project who would never ever say anything bad about a competition in their area. But the reality is they make way fucking better beer than a majority of the people in our market. It, like I would, I would market. they make some of the best beer in the country. It's just I, what it is. I would buy that beer over another beer just based on that. I would also buy a Sierra Nevada beer or a Bell's beer over those beers now mm-hmm. because I know that the quality of product that I'm getting out of those is reliable. Like I know what I'm fucking getting. And regardless of what beer journey I'm on, I want to drink good beer. Goddamn. Like, <laughs> but also, I mean, if you think about it, right, like what, some of the best beers produced in Austin, DFW, whatever, aren't always produced by breweries. So when you look at Pine House Pizza, oh, okay, they produce some of the best beers. Uh, Austin yeah. Beer uh, Beer Garden and Works, whatever ABGB, mm-hmm. um, some of the best beers. It's not about being a brewery; it's about respecting the process. And about understanding it and treating it like an art. I, I mean, if you're going to just treat it as a business, you're going to go the way of uh, <laughs> a sex in a canoe and yeah. all that shit, right? Like, it's like you're going to you're going to you might have two good beers, but you're so focused on growing the business and not like focusing on producing a, a consistently good product at the beginning. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's it's sad, but also. Then you throw in a little racism, a little sexism, whatever. 
<laughs> Some people just have it coming to him. As uh, I, I'm going to segue a little bit here and say, as Childish Gambino once said, "This is America." Yeah. And I'm sorry, my I did not mute my phone. Very sorry. Good news. Good news is my water bill's ready to view. Uh, <laughs> bad Boy. news is my water bill's ready to view. The water bill. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no. It, 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 honestly, Childish Gambino has he said it. This is America. Don't don't yep. catch me fucking up. Anyway, so it's not, it's true. I mean, okay. So moving on, mm-hmm. speaking of childish, mm-hmm. speaking of in general. So I'm going to, it's more of a public service announcement. Oh, is that? Um, <laughs> no, because it's, it's so sad that like American music is only America, right? Right. For the most part for British or foreign artists to break in here, like the word and Rammstein and those, it takes Hold on, let me translate. Uh, Frank just said the actual pronunciation of die ant word, as we yeah. would pronounce it in America, or as it looks like it's spelled. And but it's not. No, it's not. It literally just means the answer. So. Well, it <laughs> sounds like ant word is the answer in this case. Yeah, so Sorry. the answer or the ant word. And then uh, Rammstein, which I guess you guys pronounce Rammstein. No, but, I, I say Rammstein. Um, and then I say it in that voice yeah, because well, that's how they say it. Rammstein. So for those artists to break through, it's impossible. They need something that goes viral and that gets them in the door. Okay. True. Um, and it's unfortunate because there's a lot of good music out there that's not American. And I know, I mean, I, I think I shared Bad Bunny with you before like anybody was playing him on the radio. Now he's huge. And that's just because you go to a concert and you're like, wow, this is actually good. And you share it with people and, you know, we're all basic bitches. So (laughs) in the end, we're all going to come back and be like, well, okay, yeah, this is totally a Chad song. Let's listen to it. Um, That's just how music works. It's how music works. It's like the formula. It's the psychology behind it. It's not a formula. It's like, oh, this is an earworm. I like it. Let's listen to it. It's just and then you. Hear hear it too many times, and some you can never hear too many times, and yeah, you know, whatever. I digress. There is an artist out there that everybody needs to check out. Goes by the name of Dave. Performed at the Brit Awards about a week ago. Now, if you just search Dave rapper, it's a tough in, one. In, in Google, you might get him to pull up. Uh, I, I haven't actually done that, but his real name is is Santan Dave. It's S A N T A N Dave, um, and he he's a rapper out of the UK, and just incredibly fucking talented. Dude's twenty one years old. Just put out his his debut EP last year, uh, around this time, sometime in February last year. Never made it out of. Um, out of the UK really maybe did some European stuff, but right now he's touring at like the house of blues in Boston, which is a venue that holds like 800 people. So 100% listen to his album, listen to his performance at the Brit awards. The dude's unfucking real. What was the name like, of the song that he sang at the Brit awards? Uh, the name of the song is just black. Okay. So black is the name, not just black. It's, it's black. <laughs> Simply black. <laughs> Black by Dave. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I'm, I pulled up the lyrics real quick because there was one thing that I wanted to say because there's a lot of lyrics. I was telling Frank before uh, he had me listen to this song and I was like, okay, this is a very, like, very British rap. Uh, 
like uh, as far as the song goes. I will say there, the amount of lyrics that are in this song is just fucking insane because of that. Because uh, British they don't rap. Use, well, British rap doesn't use hooks as much. They don't rely on hooks as much as American rap. It's does. a giant spoken word poem, mm-hmm. is what it is. Uh, so if you, if if you, if you enjoy British rap, you'll like the Streets, who's kind of like the godfathers of that. Um, but yeah, Dave takes what the Streets did and just like expands on it to a degree where the talent is undeniable. Dude's fucking crazy. So here's one of the lines that I liked and I'll try to look for the other here. It says, tell us we used to be barbaric. We had actual Queens black is watching child soldiers getting killed by other children feeling sick. Like, Oh shit, that could have happened to me. Like, okay, that's, that's that very, it's very well spoken of the distance that we put between, uh, cultures and be like, "Mm, man, that could have happened to me, but you know, I was born in America. I was born in this, you know, first world country, so I'm all good. That's just mm-hmm. sad. Black is just being de- jealous. You'd be dead if you had stayed in it. Black is struggling to find your history or trace the shit. You don't know the truth about your race because they erase in it. Black has gotten gotten a sour fucking flavor. Here's a taste of it. But black is all I know. There ain't a thing I would change in it. Like, it's fucking great. So there's, Abs- there's a section in there where he talks about... Uh, violence and about black people always being assumed to be guilty. Mm-hmm. And if it's a white person, uh, we assume that they just went down the wrong path and need salvation and whatnot. Um, he's, he makes so many incredibly good points. If you're, if you're a white person listening to it and you don't have an ounce of empathy going through you when that, ha- when, when he's rapping about the experiences of him, his friends, his culture, his race, you are not human. How about like this? it? it, it How about many, many, many lines in that thing will have you with goosebumps. It's just the way it is. Uh, here's the deal: if you're, if you haven't had any, if you haven't had a connection with any of your friends who uh, are of any race, and y'all haven't had this discussion or this connection, you need to talk to your friends more. Because it literally covers everything from, like the, the things that we talked about with our with our friends in college, who we like met just for like a couple months, and we were having these discussions about what it's like to be black in America in general. Uh, to myself, who's I've now been in like married to a black woman for almost a decade, and we have touched on just about every one of these topics at some point in time through the discussion. And if you're not having these discussions with people and hearing what other people's stances are uh, on these, you should start. You should definitely start. And, if and go not, in with, it, with an open mind. I mean, the thing is, is the most important part. So when this song came out in the UK, they also have their right wing, crazy, like PC people. And they said, well, if a white rapper put out a song called white, he'd be called racist. And the reasonable response to this song is this is a person talking about their experience that they can relate to, that they want to share so that you can relate. Right. If you don't want to relate, that's your choice, but it's, it's not about you. Right. So if you want to go create a song about what it's like to grow up in white (laughs) suburbia, you're more than welcome to do it. You can even call it white. 
It's going to be lame as fuck. It's going to sound really, really fucking entitled, but go ahead. I mean, Limp Biscuit did a pretty good job of that in the early 2000s, late 90s. If you want to go, go create a song about being white, being poor, having no access to healthcare, whatever, in the middle of, I'm sure that would be a very relatable song. Yeah. And that would be very empathetical from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this song is in tending right it's like it's if you see this as racist you have an internal problem with yourself you missed the point of the song (laughs) yeah and and you just you just have absolutely no idea how about this if you see the song as racist and you don't enjoy it then you're missing the point of the song the song brings out uh uh, racism definitely does uh however uh if you're complaining that there should be a white counter to it you're missing the point of the song Uh, absolutely uh no and i feel like there, there are a lot of other songs out there and a lot of other forms of artwork out there that could generate the same type of conversation that we talked about of like, hey, if you go into this with an open mind and maybe see, like if this is your entry into having a discussion with someone who doesn't look like you, then so be it. That's that's a great start, a great place yeah. to start. I encourage if- you to have more uh, close conversations with people who don't look like you. Uh, to see what their life is like on a daily basis and not from like under a microscope looking at life, but under the, how can I be better to people in general? And you know, like, so this is one hurdle, right? Just opening your way, uh, like opening up your mind to, to a new method, right? Like, Oh, I don't normally listen to rap. Well, sometimes just listen to it and read the lyrics and figure out what they're saying. Yeah. Or don't be offended. They're talking about their experience, but if if you want to go even further, go listen to some Spanish music and look at the translations mm-hmm. and see the cultural representations and what they're talking about and how family centric a lot of that music is. And yeah, like if you really want to learn about other people's cultures, go listen to their music. There is not a better way. If if people can't relate to music, it doesn't sell. It doesn't become a thing. Um, so I, I don't know, to me, music is like the universal language. I love it. I spend hours almost every day just watching YouTube videos, listening to different music, different genres, things that I enjoy, um, things that I don't know if I'm going to enjoy yet. I'm going to a Mark Anthony concert Sunday. It's you one know, of my you're going to enjoy that though. I mean, I absolutely. It's, it's literally one of my <laughs> dreams to go to see him. He's going to sing all Spanish songs. Some of the words I will understand and some of the songs I know even though I don't always understand the words, um, just open yourself up, man. Like the world is too big and too many awesome cultures and too many beautiful people to just live in your fucking like your bubble shitty neighborhood. You know, like everybody has a shitty neighborhood. Why don't we just figure out how everybody's shitty neighborhood is, you know, like, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Okay. I love to grill, but what do we do on Sundays in Spain? Like, why don't we just do that one Sunday and see how that feels? You know, like, it's too much. And YouTube is the best fucking like thing for that if that's how you use it. It can also be a very bad thing for people when they go down <laughs> in a conspiracy hole. Yeah, you find an echo chamber real quick in YouTube in the comment yeah. section usually. But I, if you if you find it like sorry, if if so I have discovered the power of YouTube in a learning manner, but not like I'm not trying to be a scientist. It's like Oh, I want to understand how to grow seedlings or, Oh, I want to know how Italian grandmas make pasta. It's fantastic. Or how Mexican grandmas make tacos. Like 
if you want to know how people do things and you're just intrigued by it, there is not a better platform. Never in in in, in the history of humanity have we had a better platform for communication of, of things of that nature. Dude, I started following a guy today on YouTube, and this sounds really lame coming from me, but I found a guy on YouTube today who does he he started out this uh, I guess is almost a year ago. He started out a journey to brew every beer style in the world on his homebrew setup. And he fucking shoots really good quality video. Goddamn yeah. does it. And it's like like is he telling me anything new any step of the way? Absolutely not. Fascinating as fuck. It is because I'm like he's he's doing what I wish I had time to do. That's fucking yeah. amazing. I want to give him credit for that. But every now and then, like you stumble upon some shit that you're like, yeah, like it's like me in photography, in videography. Like I went to school for videography. I know pretty well like what makes shit good. However, I don't know what equipment is out there that is within my reason, like within my reach. So I went to fucking YouTube, and that's how I built this little mini studio that I now have in my brew room that you see me shooting videos on. That's how I, got, I figured out what lights to get for that Girl Scout cookie pairing that we shot. Yep. And like as ridiculous as it looked in, you know, while we were standing there, like the finished product looked fucking great. And I got all that shit from YouTube. Like, <laughs> no, it's, I, I, uh, man. So, I've never been uh, 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 like I love cooking and mm -hmm. like everybody knows I really enjoy cooking. I've never found a resource that teaches you the correct way before you do it wrong. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. YouTube, Most of the places are like, oh, fail and you'll figure out the right way to do it. Fuck that. YouTube. YouTube will teach you how to do things correctly the first time, especially like it's it's things that you put a lot of effort into and then later you find out it was wrong. You know, mm -hmm. so like, for instance, gardening, there is a correct way to amend soil and there is an incorrect way. And there are correct things that you should be adding that won't harm you, yourself, the plants, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and you really can't fuck up. And then there are things that like if people just toss a bunch of fish poop in their garden, <laughs> they can burn their plants. Yeah. So. They're like, yeah, you know, you could do nitrogen added with fish poop, and we recommend you do it like twice a year, but you should mix it with a shit ton of water, and you should do it sparingly. Don't or you could just that. add malorganite, and it's the same thing, <laughs> except it's slow release. It will never burn your plants, and you're like, okay, well, anti this is easy. It's anti-fuck proof. Or, no, wait, yeah. anti-fuck up. That's it. Not so like just yeah. In, in addition to while you're exploring other cultures, if you ever feel like you don't know the answer to something just youtube it like you don't google it that's gonna sound fucking product ads youtube yeah, it. no you're gonna yeah you're gonna be well make sure except you don't youtube what water softeners oh, do not every okay. fucking water softener company has some hack out there telling you why the other guys i swear <laughs> if anybody wants a business proposition make a site that accurately Stop reviews it. water softeners. Consumer Reports doesn't do it. You'd make a fucking killing. Not even like just buy 40 different models from the main people. It's going to cost you some money, but just review them based on what you put in. Do the test. What you get out after the softener is installed. You would save everybody a big fucking headache. Yeah, just stop hitting so, your table and you can get the point across a lot better, I promise you. No, I, dude, it, it was so frustrating. That whole experience, I could have I could have strangled my internet. Like so here's was, here's, so here's what I will get. Like I've I've been contemplating on um this, this is a little off topic, but follow me on this. I've been contemplating on what my next video topic is going to be. 
and I think it's going to be local local uh, beer stores, and in particular, in my case, it's gonna be it was gonna be Lone Star bottle uh, Lone Star beverage. Okay. Uh, I went in there. I went in there for the first time in a long time and had a great experience. Right. And, Taps and caps. No, it's owned by the same people, but the Lone Star Beverage was the original bottle shop that I used to go to back in fuck seven, eight years ago. At this point, so it's like a craft beer store. It's a dedicated craft beer store, and that's all they do. And well, that's what they Got do it. well is craft beer. They have other shit, but okay. it's yeah. Anyway, taps and caps, the Growler Bar Extension. That's right. Uh, so Got the it. the the whole thing I was getting at is. Like I hesitated on doing it because I didn't want to come across as like a pseudo beer influencer because influencers are fucking terrible. Like they don't help a whole lot of shit ever. However, influencers in certain like really good influencers will do product testing like you're talking about. They will either spend their own money and they're usually very upfront about spending their own money so that they don't come across as having a sponsored video or they will be honest and say, hey, this is a sponsored video. These people sent us this product. We gave it a good review. And if you watch enough of their videos, you can understand that even with their, this is a sponsored video, their unbiased review, um, if they don't go very in depth in it, they didn't have a very high, (laughs) they didn't have a very high rating of this product that was sent to them. Whereas, like you can tell as they break down uh, the 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 pieces that they're talking about, like there's some honesty sprinkled in throughout, and you hone in on those pieces, and that's what you take away. That's how I found the lights that I use. That's how I found the camera that I use, and that's how I found the video setup that I have. Is that I watched the the breakdowns on all these individual pieces, and I was like, okay, this seems like the one to get. With that said. Uh, I'm going to give my official light review of the GVM 800 LED uh, RGB lights that I bought and used for all of my video shoots. They can go, they can suck dicks because I had to send them back to B&H Photo this week. Um, and my the content, the response that I got from B&H Photo, which those people are fucking amazing individuals. They're some of the best people I've ever dealt with as far as like retail customer service goes. They should have... They straight up told me, I don't know why this is happening, but there have been a lot of issues with these 800 LED, GVM 800 uh, LED uh, RGB lights. I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. Are you sending them back to me for free then? Like, yeah, they're just doing a manufacturer return this and that shit back. I've been eight days without them. So they're not cheap. Holy shit. Yeah, no, they're not. (laughs) I got them when they were on deep discount. So I think they're regular, like 259 or something like that. 50. Yeah, I got them on, on I got them on a really good discount. Um but even still I'm like the fuck? <laughs> like these should, these shit should still work. I can't hear you. Didn't tell me you could change the color to what now? Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. No, I said you you also didn't tell me you could change the color to warm white. That would have helped my skin tone. I looked like a fucking snowman. That does not help your skin tone. I promise you. Warm white would just make us all look right. orange, and that's not good. <laughs> I promise you. Well, fair enough. I have some polling numbers yeah. that show hey, you otherwise. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will uh, briefly tell you my finishing thoughts on particles collide. I, I remember earlier, if, if you remember a long time ago, I was telling you about... Uh, how I thought the particles collide might be the best IPA in the state of Texas. I still stand by that. That is not hyperbole. That beer, as we were, I get like 30 minutes into to me drinking it, that beer was still so damn good. As beers like that heat up, 
sometimes some off flavors pop out and say, Peekaboo, hey, how's it going? My name's Diacetyl. How are you? Uh, oh, oh, my name's Hotburn. I'd like to like to meet you in your glass. But no, as I finished that beer, I was greeted with the exact same flavors and dryness and deliciousness that I was from the first sip. So I cannot express to you enough how good Particles Collide is from Manhattan Project. Um, I have since moved on. Uh, oh, by the way, that beer ranked in at 7.5% alcohol, so it is no no slim boy. Even though it's tall, it is not slim. Um, I have moved on to a, a bit of a lower ABV beer. Um, this beer is from Rar and Sons out of Fort Worth, Texas. This beer is called Black Sapath. It is a chocolate milk stout aged in maple syrup barrels with blackberries. And I know as we were talking about fruit beers, I was like, oh, bully, Frank's going to hate this one. But honestly, um, it's pretty good. I will say it's got some sticky, icky, icky to it at the end, which is, I guess is kind of to be expected with any milk stout. And you barrel age it. It's only going to be that much more sticky. You barrel age it in maple syrup barrels. Jesus Christ, could it get any stickier? And you throw some fruit additions into it. It's just... It's the jokes are flowing tonight. It's the stickiest of the icky. You know what I mean? Uh, pour that in there. Might as well pour that on your pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I honestly, if if I knew that cooking with beer, if I could make a reduction out of this beer, it would be fucking amazing on some pancakes. But good. Well, knowing what happens to beer whenever you cook it, um, I don't think it would taste the same. But the ideas, the flavors that come out of this beer, inspire me to try a reduction with some pure maple syrup, maybe a little bourbon and some blackberries would be really fucking good. Anyway. All that to say, Black Sabbath, very punny, very good. I'm a big fan. Also, the box has a giant pentagram on it, which I'm all for in the Bible crotch of America. More pentagrams on everything, please. I appreciate it. I just prefer to have them pay taxes. Hail Satan. Anyway, what do you... (laughs) Yeah, if that gets them to pay taxes quicker, hail. (laughs) I don't really like... I read the other day you could get about twelve billion dollars a month if churches just pay taxes. So whoa, 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 whoa! We got to pay for pamphlets to get more people to come to church. Those aren't going to pay yeah. for themselves. Anyway, yeah, this plane isn't going to leave the <laughs> runway without tax money. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, okay, have you ever heard of Gun Hill Brewing? Yeah, Gun Hill, out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, Gun Hill Bronx. Bronx. But it's is it Gun Hill Gun Hill Ales? No. Gr- Gun Hill Brewing Company. I don't know if it's the same thing. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Uh, this is a Deepa with Citra and uh, Matuka. Motueka. Motueka hops. Wait, wait. I what was the first one? Uh, Citra. Citra and Motueka. Oh, I mm-hmm. love, I love Motueka. Uh, and Citra is right up there with goodness. So I'm guessing because the Bronx is actually like the highest point in Manhattan, it's Gun Hill because there's actually, there used to be a fort there. So I'm guessing that's where the name came from, but haven't tasted it yet. Just poured it. Okay. We're going to do a live. Oh, it's a nice, it's a nice, like that is a legit hazy color. Yeah. Is that a pale or is it an IPA? No, it's an IPA. Okay. I was going to say it looks very, very, I don't want to say thin from the looks because you can't really tell thin from the looks, but it does look that way. Boy, it's not fin- thin. Is it a thick so, boy? <laughs> oh, boy. So have, if you've ever had uh, Treehouse has a double 
what is their their main beer again? Julius. Julius. There's a double Julius. There's like a version of Julius. It's a double IPA. Mm-hmm. This is the exact copy of it. It's a very good beer. Um. Wow, that is a good beer. This is called Felix, by the way. That's called. That's what I was going to ask. What's the actual name? And is it F I or F E L I X? X. Yeah, it's not going to be satisfactory to everybody though. Well, that's funny, Gunhill. Uh, so, is it double Felix? No, it's just Felix double IPA. Uh, might be double Felix then. <laughs> could could be. It doesn't actually say double Felix on the can. I'll show you the can. It just yeah, says the, Felix. The only thing that uh, Gunhill has with Felix is Duble Felix, which double Felix is a goddamn great name for a beer. If they if they named it that, I'm all for it. Um, and the reason the Felix is funny because uh, New Belgium has a beer. They have two beers that they release every year. One's called Oscar. One's called Felix because of the odd couple. Uh, okay. And the, that's the name of their two giant wood fooders. And they do straight blends or straight, uh, straight uh, fooder blends of Oscar and Felix every year. Um, which would basically make that beer. You wouldn't be able to sell it in the state of Texas, uh, Gun Hill. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. So Double Felix is the only one that they have. They have they have E Pluribus Lupulin number two Felix, uh, which I that's, feel like it's an- that's actually the right one. So I'm I'm on that beer advocate right now. That's the can. Okay. So E Pluribus Lupulin number two Felix, which again, if that's going to be the name of your rotating series, E Pluribus Lupulin, E E Pluribus Lupulin. Lupulin, yeah. Yeah, Lupulin is the name of the, uh, basically, that's the part of the hops that makes shit fun and exciting. That's the gland in the hops that makes things exciting. There's Lupulin, there's Myrcene, and there's, I think, 200 other essential oils that are produced from hops (laughs) that provide flavor, but those are the two that uh, get extracted at boiling temperatures or whirlpool temperatures above 180 degrees. Fun fact that no one needed to know. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give this a solid four and a half. It's, you know, the, the hazy, I don't know, the hazy reviews nowadays, it's such a crapshoot because people, if you've tasted Other Half or you've tasted Treehouse, you feel as though, some people feel as though nothing could ever be like those beers. And it's just not true. So Trillium in Boston makes great beers. Celestial makes great hazies well it's, tups make hazies i just the the difference between a good hazy do you broke up i'm sorry man the difference between a good hazy and a bad hazy um oh he literally unplugged his microphone <laughs> he got so heated on it he unplugged his own mic no i don't know what i need a new uh, micro usb but okay so the difference between a good hazy and a bad hazy is significant yeah, but the different the difference between the best hazy and a good version of a hazy is just not that significant. It's not. So it's funny you mentioned that because right now in the beer world, uh, San Francisco Beer Week is finishing up, or is finished up. Uh, I think it's about a week gone now. Um, and the big thing that happens every year at San Francisco Beer Week is the release of Pliny the Younger, which is the follow up triple IPA version of Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder, which was the like if you're following, if you follow beer history, um, that was the first American double IPA was Pliny the Elder. It set the 
it's set the stage for everything that we have today. All hail Planet the Elder. Anyway, so Planet the Younger was is released, and this year is the first year that they did bottles of Planet the Younger. Planet the Younger it kind of holds a record because it literally changes the way Santa Rosa, where Russian River Brewing is located, it has a a direct effect on tourism in that in that city during San Francisco Beer Week. It's fucking it's wild, and it has had that it's a, it had a tourism effect for the last twenty years because that's how big of a deal it is. Russian River Brewing, not just Pliny the Younger. Pliny the Younger is a whole different thing. People fucking freak out but, trying to get. I mean, Russian Russian River Brewing is a microbrewery. Like it, they, it, well, they've ex- and everything comes in little bottles. Well, they've. Ex- well, I was gonna say some of them come in bigger. Pliny the Elder and Younger both come in the taller 500 milliliter bottles now. But still, yeah. you're correct. It is a microbrewery, and even though they've like tripled in size in the last two years, and they're they have tiny. an actually actual brewery, they're still tiny in the big micro, yeah. in the big scheme of American brewing. Anyway, all hold on, to- sorry. Just one question before we go, did I not did I bring you some? No, you Russian? had I had it from a, a coworker brought me a bottle back. That's right, and you had it when okay. you were here. It's um, amazing beer. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, Pliny the Younger, uh, they just got released this year, about two weeks ago. Like I said, um, bottles of it were released, and people were freaking out because the untapped ratings on the on the bottles of Pliny the Younger are like just okay at best, and. You're you're right when you talk about uh, people who check into Other Half or Treehouse or Trillium, and they're like, "Oh, these are the best beers on the fucking planet. There's nothing else like it." I'm like, "Well, there are other things like it. Just like how people checked into Pliny the Younger when I first got in, or uh, Pliny the Elder when people when I first got into beer, people were like, "Elder is the best beer on the planet." It took me two years before I actually got a bottle of Pliny the Elder, and I got two bottles. And when I tasted the first one, I had it. I put that pussy on a pedestal, man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this thing is going to be the best thing on the planet. And when I tasted it, I was like, it tastes like Ranger IPA. Like, <laughs> it's, it's good. But, like, the thing is, uh, if that's what the pinnacle is, there are several beers within steps of that pinnacle yeah, that are nationally absolutely. available. And I think that's what people get so twisted on about like, uh, stand in line. And that's, that's why I get pissed off when people stand in line for beer, because I know that I've tasted a, I've been very, very lucky in my life where I've tasted a lot of really good, special, rare beer. And I have also tasted beer that is available year round. And I see the discernible difference between most of these styles is, it's negligible. Like you can't tell a difference between like if you pour a really good, say celestial or Manhattan project beer right next to a really good other half beer. Yes, there's a difference, but is it worth me traveling from Dallas to New York city, standing in line, <laughs> having a gun waved at me by angry people? <laughs> well, okay. That was one time. <laughs> but like, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't put these things on a pedestal and neglect the things that are right next to you. But uh, that's, that's the thing, right? Like I'm, I'm, I will never say other half or tree house is not amazing beer. It is great fantastic. beer. That, the, the, the other and, half that you've brought me has been literally world-class beers. They've been fantastic. Yeah. And there, there's, there's nothing to be said that's, that's not positive about every other half and three house beer I've ever had. It, they are great fucking beers. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to pour me an Anchorage and I can get Anchorage right, versus me having to pay a reshipper to stand in line in Brooklyn to get me other half, 
I'm okay with Anchorage and maybe one other half shipment a year. Like it's not, you know, like I still want to taste other half. I'm not writing them off as like something I don't want to try or Trillium or, yeah. or, or Treehouse, but it's so much effort to get those beers. You're never getting them for what you should be getting them for. Yeah. Um, it's just like, why bother? So yeah, when you look at the reviews for uh, especially the hazy IPA, they've been infested with people and hype beasts that <laughs> taste these freaking like stand in line for 12 hours and get two beer beers. Uh, those people, um, they just infest all the other yeah uh, reviews. And, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it's disappointing because you know that people make the decision to not buy the beer because it's a three, eight, like this gun Hill on untapped is a three, eight. There's no fucking way in the double IPA world. This should be a three, eight. This is like a four, two, four, five beer. It's a very good beer. I will say the dangerous part to that is, and the dangerous part to products like Tavor or Tavor is that sometimes uh, you have those trend and, and really transcontinental trading in general is that you may not get the beer in the best possible quality. You know what I mean? Yep. And I say I say shipments like Tavor, uh, in that you might get 150 pounds of beer delivered to you, and by the time you get around to that one beer, it's maybe not in the best shape as it would have been if you had had it right away. And it's no one's fault. That's no doubt. kind of life when you buy beer, like when you buy high quantities of beer. Well, so so in saying that, Right, you always have the the best buy or the 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 canned on date. You try to, yeah. This this Gun Hill canned on twelve sixteen. You're not going to beat that. Well, like, you can if I read to you what particles collide was was canned. If on. I sure, but I'm saying today is I, February what twenty seventh. This was canned <laughs> on February fourteenth. <14th. laughs> For a reasonable <laughs> approach to buying beer, okay, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're well, never really going to be outside of two months for the most part. I'm going to send you a picture of uh, a beer that was poured three months apart. Okay, uh, this will be after the podcast, so don't don't look for it now. But I'll send you a picture of beer that was poured same beer poured three months apart, and I just want you to take a look at just the color of the beer. And yep. you and is canned. Both of them stored cold. Both of them stored properly. And just look at the difference between the two, and and make sure that you're checking your. I, I, I'm sending it to you to make sure that you check your Tavor dates or your Tavor dates. Yeah, uh, because it, a lot of that stuff comes out of your out of your hands. Honestly, like you could order a double mm-hmm. IPA for you know in December, and by the time it gets here, like oh it was canned in September. Well, fuck, like. I'm not saying they do that, but if you trade with other people across the country, that's just as likely to happen. And that's, and and what I was saying is that's how you get those three, two ratings, those three, five ratings when you have a four, a four star beer. And then you also have those people who value money differently. In other words, like, Oh, if I'm paying $20 for a four pack, it better taste like fucking Clico of of beers. You know what I mean? Like it better be, Fuck it. I better be able to taste the quality. And as soon as they pop it, they're like, well, it's not $20 beer. It's more of like a $15 beer. So I'm going to give it three stars. So those are things you have to consider when you're looking at those star ratings on, on these social, social drinking sites. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's not, it's not something that I try to base my opinion. Right. Oh, no. So you go to the source, untap- you ask me every now and then if you've got questions on beyond breweries. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's like if 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 I'm gonna try something, it's gonna be a style that I enjoy, right? Right, and it's something that I'm like, oh, okay, this is from the Bronx, New York. Never heard of this brewery before. Let's give it a try. Um, and that's it's no different than I treat wine. It's no different. Sometimes you're gonna run into a bad time. Oh but yeah, it goes back. It actually is coming a little bit full circle here because if you have. I feel like we're not we're we're pretty much the norm, right? I, th- I I think like a lot of people like to experiment and try different breweries. If you're the guy that's serving me beer that explodes in my fridge or when I open it, eh, eh, you know, like eh, <laughs> next time I see your beer, I'm just gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's that motherfucker I cleaned up for two hours. Yeah. So I just don't. So that's actually. The reason I reached out to you about the prairie gold nail that exploded that was, was yeah because I needed to know if this is my experiment with prairie outside of their freaking stouts <laughs> is this what I'm going to be expecting because if so I will never buy another non stout prairie hey, listen there's some beers that when they travel they don't travel well and the distributors don't take care of them and retailers don't take care of them you're going to get a fucking, what, are the, what is that? The uh, funky gold mosaic all over your fridge and all oh over your counter, God. no matter what. You know, no, that wild? thing was literally on my floor sticky for two days. Cause it, uh, you beer is the worst thing to try to clean up. Cause it just kind of is in the water when you dude, start wiping it up on the floor. Dude, let me just tell you right now from experience, there is no beer worse to clean up than natty ice. That beer can kick fucking rocks. So in my other life of selling beer in shitty convenience stores, I was restocking the shelves of my beer, and I accidentally clipped a Natty Ice. And in the convenience store's singles racks, they're really shitty and old. They're plastic. And when I was pulling my hand out, my normal-sized hand, I pulled it out, and I clipped a Natty Ice can. Really small, but yes. Yeah, tiny hands. I have tiny hands. Tiny uh, hands. Uh, when I when I pulled my hand out, I clipped the natty ice, and the natty ice kicked back and caught a little metal burr on the uh, on the like soda rack in the in the cooler, and that burr just punctured a hole in the natty ice can. Well, my hand was already on the way out, so obviously the the ice can fell, hit the ground, spilling beer. But also because it was a tiny puncture at an angle, the can just rolled all the way down the fucking cooler. Because it like self-propelling itself down the cooler with the force of the beer spray out of the side, oh spraying boy, beer so it was everywhere, all over this fucking cooler. The last stop of my day, and I'm just looking at this pool of beer collecting at the end of the cooler. I was like, God damn! And Natty Ice is this like a double? It's a tall boy. It's like a, yeah, a thirty-two ounce. It was right after they came out with their twenty-five ounce cans. Oh. So this fucking thing is just leaking all over the place. I pick it up, put it in, uh, in like a mop bucket that the store had back in the back room. And it took me no less than 20 minutes to clean up a pinhole in a natty ice can that rolled maybe 20 feet down the cooler. I, because I, I say 20 feet because it was, it was a long roll. And the whole time I'm just looking at it laughing. I'm like, there's no fucking way it's going to keep going. And it's just spraying and turning itself down the cooler. I'm like, no, it'll stop. It'll stop. No, it didn't. And it was a motherfucker to clean up. Wow. Beer sucks to clean up. So, all right. So, Brian, last topic for the night. Sure. Um, This came from a conversation with some friends that were traveling across country this week. Um, How do you feel about... I guess 
sideshow Z's. Maybe, you know, like it, it, where, where they're like, oh, this is Gator Farm in fucking Louisiana. And you're like, oh, it's just a pond with a bunch of gators in it. Do you really want to know how I feel? Or is this going to be either a setup to a dad joke or do you already have an opinion on it? No, I actually have an opinion on it. Okay. I feel like all zoos in general are fucking animal prisons. Yeah. Uh, and I am not a big fan. And I, have I visited zoos? Yes. Have I visited these sideshow zoos that you're talking about? Also, yes. Have I been happy about either of those scenarios? No. Uh, if no. someone is figuring out how to capitalize off of... Uh, uh, God's uh asshole in the <laughs> in the country. Like I'm just gonna say, Florida. More power to you. Uh, I'm not gonna stop there, but I guess it, my my only hope is that if it's an ill run uh, animal sanctuary area, is that the people who are ill running it lose a limb or an appendage in yeah, the process. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You get what get what's yours. You get your just desserts, if you will. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement there. I think I just, I don't get it. I don't get the, the whole, like, let's stop here and God. visit, you know, like I just, I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. It's, I've never been to one mainly because reptiles freak me the fuck out. I've got no reason to see them. Don't need to touch them. Don't need to play with snakes. <laughs> don't need to see alligators. Yeah. No, no thank I'm you. Good. Um, if I see one in wild, the other day I did, a, I did a good deed out front, baby snake about yay big. Okay. Okay. About two years ago, uh-huh. my Yourself. reaction was to get the nearest stone and drop it right on top of it. That's a good dead. move. That I would agree with that move. So, uh, I was like, well, it's just a baby snake. It hasn't even seen its first cow, you know? So I like. Kid. Took it, put it on a piece of cardboard, and just flung it <laughs> over to the <laughs> neighbor's yard. yard. <laughs> so it's somewhere, but it's not on my front porch. So for right now, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I just tend to stay away from the 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 the, the sideshows. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't really understand even. So my buddy said it best. He said, "It's for the Walmart crowd. Like you feel like you're at a." a different version of Walmart, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I shop at Walmart and I'm not going to be there, but I understand what you're saying. I understand the general, the generalities that are used there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's a, it's for a simpler people. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, I mean, then they give you stuff to feed the animals, you know, mm-hmm. for picture moments. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I don't know, man. It's just the whole thing just creeps me out. It's just is not my style. Did I ever tell know. you about the kid's birthday party that I went to where there was a fucking kangaroo, an ostrich, and a giant tortoise all in the same pen? Things that shouldn't be at any kid's celebration. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, My daughter came, uh, like, we were watching some animal show the other did day. You throw, did you throw a loaf of bread in and say that's bread in captivity? No, dick. No, my daughter, my daughter, I would have done that. My daughter took the, you know, the cup of like dog food or whatever the fuck it is that they give you to feed like the baby yeah, dog goats. food. It's, oh yeah. I'm sure this is what this general Joey loves. This is what, well, it was like, they had a little pin for like baby goats and bunny rabbits and all these other little fucking furry animals. Well, um, I'm just gonna tell you right now, goats, baby or not assholes. Every fucking one of them is an asshole. I'll agree Cute with our cute as fuck they are punchable and here's why i said they're <laughs> punchable because one of the little fuckers walked up to my daughter and my daughter like is timidly like she's worked up every courage in her body to put the little the little goat food 
dog food in her hand to, to, to reach it out to the little baby goat. And the baby goat comes up to her and like stops at a charging distance. I'm going to say charging distance because I knew what was coming. And luckily my daughter did too. Because when the goat stopped a little ways away, my daughter just flattened out her hand and the, the feed fell on the ground. And the goat didn't want any of that shit. He wanted mm-hmm. the whole cup of food that was in her other hand. So he started charging at her, at which point my daughter took the cup of food and just threw it in its face, <laughs> which I was like, fuck yeah, good move. Good move. And then she just walked away. She's like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not dealing with any of this shit. I'm not having any part of it. I'm out of here. But okay, here's the other thing. Little kids petting zoos need to have this discussion. We were here at the two wheel. Yeah. They had a petting zoo come in for some I don't know if it was their anniversary. I can't actually recall. Like no, Valentine's, it was just a market days. It was a President's Day petting zoo. I know how those go. Well, <laughs> so they brought out the pets and the people operating the petting zoo weren't watching the kids. Yeah, not a handling the, the rabbits. Yeah, so they're picking these rabbits up and rabbits don't actually like to be picked up. So these rabbits are falling from like three feet out of these kids arms on their backs and shit. And eventually my wife being a veterinarian went up to the guy and she's like, listen, what you're doing here is abusing these animals and you need to start watching the kids because they're not handling them responsibly. They shouldn't pick up the animals. Because they're, they're fucking, fucking two years old. Like, what is happening here? They're picking them up like they're punching their little brother at two. Like, it doesn't, it's just not, you know, like they don't understand what's going on here. You're the adult. You're supposed to be helping them. There's a miss and you're causing it. Yeah. And and so this guy was on his phone. Eventually he, he caught up with it. But yeah, I mean, just, we need to stop. Like, don't hire petting zoos for your fucking little kid's birthday party. It's not a business. It's just animal abuse and fucking stop. Just stop. I will say the animal, the animal, uh, the little petting zoo that came to our buddy's uh, kid's birthday at his house was pretty legit. But I feel like when you come to someone's house, you that's have, very different. You have a little responsibility that you have to have with the animals, and you are a little more protective. It's a, small, it's a smaller crowd. Yeah, very. Like, yeah. It's not a public setting. But I I feel as though like, and and this is not, this is my feeling, right? Is if you're supporting, if you're bringing them to the house, while it is more responsible, we are sort of also just enabling the whole thing. You know, like, I just, I just think on the whole, if you want your kid to know what animals are, drive them around, take them to a farm. There are plenty of farms around that will be like, oh, we have kids day. You can come out, mm-hmm. do the corn maze and see some fucking animals that live on this farm. Not, <laughs> oh yeah, this animal lives Here's a fucking- in my backyard along with five other ducks and two goats and a fucking donkey because that's what kids like to ride and pet. We saved this Australian wallaby and brought it to yeah, Oklahoma. Exactly. You're welcome. Oh God, I'm sure it's so happy here. <laughs> I can barely understand you. How did- <laughs> Have a good time on the boat. How the fuck did it get here? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Got uh, to this place they call Oklahoma. <laughs> this really Everybody has an accent. It's really exotic land. It's mm-hmm. cold tuddle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a bummer. Just, Ponca City is a what, thing. What's the Galapagos turtle accent? I don't even think it's probably clicks or something, you know. Like they don't even I don't, I don't there aren't com- humans there. I don't feel comfortable with that now. It's it's penguin squeaks, and that's all we know. Okay. I think that's it. I don't, there can't be a language because no humans. It's probably just Charles Darwin being an asshole. It's probably what it is. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Charles Darwin telling other people how wrong they are. 
regardless that's what he of did. what it is dude so <laughs> if you want to listen to a very very good podcast it's called the dollop and it's a guy who um it's it's dave anthony and jimmy what no jimmy weissman's on uh he's on small town murder. small town murder and crime and sports which you should also listen to they're both he's great. very good podcasts. <laughs> yeah those are two very good podcasts after you listen to us obviously but, obviously um no so dave it's dave anthony and someone else and i forget his name but um the dollop and the guy does really he's like a history nut loves to do in-depth research does the research and then it's always some unique scenario and funny uh and he replays it to his buddy who's a comedian one of the best episodes is their episodes on uh the uh exploration of the galapagos islands uh and it is i'll give you the name in just a second but it's it's uh, the boat that they took there uh is the name of the episode Mm -hmm. whatever that boat is i can't recall uh, but yeah, the dollop, listen to that episode. It'll get you hooked. Um, it's, it's really fucking funny, but you'll figure out that Darwin was just a dick. Like the dude didn't eventually initially didn't even want to go on the trip. He was telling people like, this is a waste of time. And then eventually they convince him to go because he needs the money. And then, uh, yeah, it all transpires and he becomes like the guy who discovers evolution, but initially didn't even want to fuck. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the best. Those are the best weekends, you know, when you don't want to be there. And then it turns out you're like, ah, oh, that was fucking kick ass like, time. How much beer is there on this? <laughs> <laughs> how many penguins can I fuck with? Can I club baby seals? I can do all those things. Fuck yeah. Let's do yeah. It. It, and in the name of science. Oh, wow. You <laughs> should have yeah. just said science. I would have been there. <laughs> it's the HMS Beagle. That's what it was. Oh, man. Beagles are cool, too. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Gareth sorry. Reynolds is the comedian. Dave Anthony is also a comedian, but he's the is guy. Is there more of a British name than Gareth? He's British, isn't he? Oh, he's funny as fuck. He's <laughs> British, though, right? You need, no, he's not. He's not. What, he's where not. is he from? I, I, th- I think they're both from New York, actually. Gareth? That yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. That's is, serious. I don't well, trust it. Yeah, probably historically British, but um, Brian... Listen to a couple episodes and let me know what you think. I, you're going to laugh your ass off. That dude is funny as hell. All right. I'm oh, actually going gosh. to a live taping here in Austin. Uh, uh, in a well, it's funny you mentioned that because in May, Small Town Murder will be in Austin as well. I'm thinking about going to either the one in Oklahoma City or the one in Dallas in October, but it's really close to my daughter's birthday. And Small Town Murder is a tough sell with the old Mrs. Brian. So, well, you can come on down. We'll go. <laughs> I'm happy to. I love that show. Love mm. it. It's so funny. It's, it's inappropriate, great. but hilarious. It's so great. Have you have you taken time to actually roll your window down, stand up at wherever you are, and scream, no, no. shut up and give me murder? Because I do every single week. It's fantastic. I did I did not, but I fucking love that show. I listen most of these shows are on my rotation for while I'm falling asleep. Uh, okay. And well, and it, it, I'll, I'll get about 45 minutes in and fall asleep, but I always love those 45 minutes. The next day I'll play the rest of it. Listen, I will, uh, I will, I will fall asleep to some heinous shit, whether it be law and order SVU or various mobster documentaries. I'll fall asleep to that, but I can't fall asleep to small town murder. Cause that shit is too funny to miss. Like I'll be laughing. While you, I sleep. You, well, it, it actually, sometimes I'm like, Oh man, this is so good. Um, so have you ever fallen asleep? to something and then dream what they're saying. No, I uh, lately have been having nightmares about work. So no, oh, I okay. wish, I <laughs> wish I would fall asleep and dream about shit like that. That 
has happened to me with small town murder and, I, and I'll go back the next day and listen to it. And I'm like, Holy shit. I dreamt this last night. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's cause I had it. It's like, cause you, had, you didn't dream like it. I, Don't give yourself listening. that so much like, credit. <laughs> yeah. The other day. Okay. So Everson Griffin, it, like, so in the morning I turn on whatever at 6am or whatever. I listen to the power trip morning show, which I've told you about Yeah, um, out of Minneapolis. And you know, in the morning, you're kind of getting up, dozing, getting up, dozing, whatever. Um, and I was listening to it, and I dreamt that I watched a TV show in my dream. Oh, God. Like, telling me that Everson Griffin, <laughs> Everson Griffin severed his contract with the Vikings. Oh, I go no. about Say my it day, ain't so. whatever. And then eventually I listen to the common man at noon, and they're like, oh, breaking news, top story, Everson Griffin severed his contract with the vikings i was like motherfucker what i don't need this is like and then i was like ah it's because i dreamt what the power like they were breaking the news and i dreamt it like <laughs> it was it was crazy so, i've had that happen many times so i want to give this plug we've talked about small town murder i have if you are going to listen to a small town murder episode go back and listen to episode 116 the title of it is a vampire pyramid scheme in marshfield massachusetts and the tagline is, this week in Marshfield, Massachusetts, a neighborhood house fire leads to the discovery of a brutal murder inside. At first, there are many theories, but eventually the question comes down to this. Was she killed by a vampire? Because she was actually also a vampire. Do you need to work your way up the vampire pecking order like some sort of direct marketing program? These questions and many more that you never, <laughs> that you never knew you had will be answered in this episode. Oh, boy. Episode 116. Marshfield, Massachusetts, a vampire pyramid scheme. It is the funniest, the single funniest podcast I've ever fucking listened to. I've gone back and listened to it two or three times since then. It's almost a year old at this point, and it is worth every fucking second. It is goddamn hilarious. <laughs> but they have they have several episodes like that. <sighs> yeah, there's uh, like that, 15. That one is a very good one. Everyone involving Oklahoma is one of my favorites. Some right. of them are fucking yeah. brutal as shit. Like, they, Kentucky ones? Kentucky, oh, ones Kentucky and Tennessee are fucking out of this world. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's one from Tennessee that is like the number one rated podcast that they have. That's just the title of it is Where is the Head? And that's all it is. But yeah, but they, they keep going back to states that just... Oh, they rotate around the United States? More. But the more rural the state, the more fucked up. Uh, like it, sometimes, yes. Sometimes the last couple that we have have been out there. So episode one hundred was Oklahoma, well, technically Arizona, but the person was from Oklahoma. And I just spoiler alert: the electric chair, he got it, or I guess his lethal injection, he got it in Arizona. And his last words were "Boomer sooner." I shit you not. His last words <laughs> yeah. were "Boomer sooner." So that guy can go fuck himself everywhere that he goes in the afterlife. So, so yeah. So the two, the two that I haven't listened to, and I think these are the two you're referring to, is the um, you can't dismember your problems. No, you can't dismember your problems in Florence, Arizona, is a really fucked up episode. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's super great because the guy, the guy fucking. Okay, I'm is gonna on, spoil it because the guy goes to prison. He's on furlough. Gets on prison. prison work release essentially. Yeah, and like murders someone. His grandma. <laughs> No, mom. his mom, his adopted mother. Yeah. And he like 
he leads everybody on the whole time that like, hey, there's something you need to check out in my room. And everybody's just like, <laughs> not going in your room. <laughs> and eventually he ships his mom's bones to the prison warden yes. who then disposes of them. And they're like, did he send you a package? And warden's like, yeah, I threw it in the dumpster over there. He told me they were dog bones. And they uncover it, and they're like, "This is a fucking femur. What dog do you know is this big?" Like, <laughs> well, no, dog bones mean he was like, he was an accomplice. Yeah, the prison warden where he was a prisoner at, yeah, was an accomplice to his disposal of like, a body. Hey, yeah, when do you ever core? What when when would you ever imagine finding yourself on, like, I guess it's called like uh, 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 it was a furlough, like mental. It it's was, a furlough, it's but a it's furlough. like for mental stability, right? It's like to get you back into society. Yeah, it's a it's a slow ease back into society. Imagine yeah. that we'd fucking take that much care into reintroducing people to society. It's good. I mean, it's a great idea. <laughs> they pay for the motel. They do. So he's there for the weekend, and this dude, like from Thursday through Sunday, commits this murder, kills his mom, it was flushes the- her guts down the toilet, like <sighs> goes through this whole thing, and then gets caught because it's so fucking and then cops have entered his room and didn't notice the blood everywhere and then they come back and they're like holy shit there's blood everywhere and you guys didn't say a thing uh, some of the uh, best part, crazy the, the murders are fucking heinous no matter what the scenario is but some of the funniest shit comes out of them breaking down what's happening in small towns and more importantly mm-hmm. like this week uh the one that happened in missouri and Festus, Missouri, which is a terrible yeah, I thought it name. Was fetus at first. It looks like Fetus or Festivus. Either way, it's fucking terrible. No. Uh, where like the sheriff is involved in the murder, and he's like, it, like, but he's like making the suspect drinks and shit, and like, oh man, it's all right. We'll get through this together. There was no reason he had to shoot your future son-in-law twice with a shotgun. <laughs> Oh, he was like dropping hints as to how this happened. But he was like at, at the same time, like, oh, you're not a suspect. You're all good. It, it's so it, I, like small town shit is insane. So their whole premise is they cover murders that happen in towns of fewer than thirty thousand people. Uh, they make a few exceptions that the murder's good, uh, and they let you know very, very, very frankly up front, like, hey, if you think that crime and, and comedy don't go together, stop listening right now. Because there's some people, Mrs. Brian, who do not believe in that. Uh, but honestly, they're two very funny individuals who have very, so very good... Uh, I feel like James, James, James Petrogallo and Jimmy Weisman. Weisman. Yeah, and for... F- they have good hearts. I feel like they have good hearts. No, but it's not about the heart. No, nah, so, it's about the heart. It's about the heart. I blame the heart. The, 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 the comedy is not in the murder. The comedy is in all of the failings, normally. <laughs> of society the, around the murder. And the people's, like... I mean, there there was one murder they covered. That, and I know this is just one big ad at the moment, but it's no, a fine great it. fucking podcast. Everybody should be listening to it. Um, there's one murder they covered where... The guy was literally, uh, he had the IQ of like your house dog. It was like a two-year-old. Yeah. He, he tested at a two-year-old level for reading and shit. Like, dude was very, very not there, but he was socially able to be fine. So but I, they have, I want, I want to jump ahead because we're running like they, those two, the two hosts, do not believe in the death penalty. No. However. They believe that some people 
should be removed from society altogether. Uh, and the people who d- uh, like don't have the capacity to understand why they've done things wrong should not be punished for it other than the fact that they should be removed from society. Like they're very, very clear in that they don't, they're not supporters of the death penalty, but when people no, are assholes, they repeat it often. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so you, you, you find these experiences, like what I was just going to say about that one particular murder is like, it's stuff that the guy is in a situation clearly needs to be like, probably if we had mental institutions be in one, he's not. So his consequence is like, well, okay. I mean, if you piss me off, I'm just going to kill you. You know, like that's, it's, it's totally, most of these things should have been, I mean, the red flags are just everywhere. Um, And they're failings of society, but also, it's in a small town and it's funny as hell. Like there's, there's a lot of like really funny components to how these things end up happening. Uh, it, the, so not, not, not the murder. The, when they get to the murder, it's normally like, and this happened and that's, well, you know, and see, that's the thing. They're not as like cut and dry as listening to other like murder podcasts where they're not like, and then the knife was inserted into her carotid artery. No, it's, it's, there's a story that's told with it. And the first like 15 to 30 minutes of every episode is them ripping apart the small town and everything that, that is a part of the oh, small yeah. town. It's and it's fucking real estate hilarious. Report. <laughs> the, 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 uh, so, the, Hey, but one, one thing, one thing they could do cut down on the first 10 minutes of ads. Well, it's not ads. They're talking about their Patreon page, which I mean, honestly, they're getting paid to talk about their shit. Yeah. I would love I to get paid to talk about Patreon things. Nobody left behind, but I don't think, I think it would be an embarrassingly low number that we would receive for Patreon <laughs> contributions. We do have an account. I mean, you can do send we? money, but no, we don't. Okay, I was going to say, we're not in it for the Patreons. No, no, we're not. We're, we're in it for the patrons. Yeah. <sighs> I know that wasn't a dad joke and I know it was from the heart, but I didn't like it either way. <laughs> I'm going to, you'll never know. You'll uh, never know. On behalf of uh, Parker's uh, Instagram or uh, his uh, telegram, I'm going to go ahead and play us out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with our uh, seasonally appropriate uh, music. I Googled Irish or trap bite uh, bagpipes. And I got this. This is something. Happy Ash Wednesday, y'all. It's not. It's Thursday. <laughs> I know. Everybody knows it's a 40-day party, right? It is not. Not for me. Um, I'm giving up giving up for Lent, so I will have no give up this Lent. So you're welcome. Right. Uh, it's the, you're addicted to life is what I'm a, Yeah, I'm high on life. <laughs> I'm high on my current life. I'm addicted to life. I want to uh, change a thing. <laughs> I might. <laughs> That's that's my that's my uh, lint proposal is I might anyway. Thank you all for listening to this and every episode of No Real Left Behind. Uh, these bagpipes are something else. Like I don't even know how to make them slowly go away. Uh, it's, it was may have been a mistake. I got another one on deck too. You've got an EDM bagpipe going. I mean, there's no way that this was going to end up any different way. <laughs> my my goal was like, oh, it's it's that time of year. It's between my birthday and uh, St. Patrick's Day. Like, oh, we got to listen to Irish music. This might be a little over the top. Anyway. Uh, it's not Irish, first off. It's, yeah. There are Irish people <laughs> involved in this noise, okay? Bagpipes are Scottish, but that's cool. Well, uh, these people are <laughs> the pipes are the pipes. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> 
tell me what to do. There's fucking there's a fucking fife and a mandolin involved in this group as well. So that's fair, that's fair. But that's what you're doing, right? It's like the viola, the mandolin, yeah. everything, it's, and then bagpipe. Orchestra of noise. Right. Everybody everybody I can assure you on that album hates hates England. And that's okay. That's that's, that's, that's what, what we can all agree on. That's what, that's what all of myself can agree with. I mean, this is terrible. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. If you can get Stitcher to uh, give us a rating, please do, because I can't figure out how to do it. Uh, but go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. We appreciate it. And uh, be sure to tell a friend about us. Check us out over on Instagram and Twitter at NoBeerLeftCast, at NBLB underscore beer over on Twitter as well. Uh, For Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. For Frank in far, 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 far northeast Mexico City, uh, just want to give you all a quick Willem factoid since he decided to skip today's cast. Said he had a rough week, Um, which he probably did. I'm just just joking around. Uh, Willem is actually named after my dad because he couldn't have been named before him. I'm out. (laughs) 